back to fantasy hockey picks and bets right here on mail media network i'm jake Hahn. we are back with another stacked thursday card in the nhl 11 games total and some really good matchups we've been waiting for this with all the COVID issues over the last month or so in the nhl we've been waiting for a, a nice thursday card once again and there are some great matchups on this card on thursday so it's a great night to get a couple screens going watch your bets watch your lineups either cash or go up in flames so before i get into the card remember to like the show and subscribe to the channel as well first up we have the san jose sharks minus 125 favorites on the road in buffalo to take on the sabers who are plus 105 on home ice the over under is six for this game the sharks have lost their last two games and they've given up 14 goals in the process yeah 14 goals in two games Reimer his numbers are starting to regress after a great start to the season in between the pipes for the sharks 6-2 loss to Detroit on Tuesday where they looked no good they looked really flat actually in that game Logan Couture is on the COVID list for San Jose and Eric Carlson is day-to-day he's questionable to play in this game with an upper body injury on the Sabres side of things They've lost four games in a row, including all three since returning from their break, but they actually did play quite well in their last game, a 4-3 overtime loss to Boston on Saturday. So they've had a, a bit of a layoff actually between games with Saturday being their last game. Kyle Lapozo and Alex Tuck have landed on the COVID list for the Buffalo Sabres. So other than that, they're pretty healthy, but those are a couple of pretty big forwards for them. I don't really have much interest in betting this game. I don't trust really either of these teams right now. The Sharks are the better team, in my opinion, but minus 125 on the road with how leaky they've been defensively, not really ready to, to lay that chalk or I'm not willing to lay the chalk with the Sharks right now. So this one would be a pass. I'd probably lean towards the Sabres at the plus money price on home ice if I had to make a play, but this one's an easy pass with just much better games to bet on on Thursday night. Uh, next game, we've got the Columbus Blue Jackets plus 110 on the road in New Jersey to take on the Devils who are minus 130 favorites on home ice. The Devils actually opened up closer to around minus 110, minus 115. And uh, we've seen the line shift towards the Devils. Over-under is at six for this game as well. The Jackets have lost their last two and they've also given up 14 goals in the process. So very much like San Jose in the fact that they're just giving up goals like it's going out of style. Uh, working in the Jackets' favor, I guess, in a way, is that those two games were against Carolina and Tampa Bay, two of the top teams in the NHL. So maybe we give them a little bit of a pass, but still 14 goals in two games. That's pretty ugly. Zach Wierenski is on the COVID list. Maybe a big reason why they've been so leaky on the back end. Elvis Merzlikens, their best goaltender, has a lower body injury. And Alex Texier will also be out for this game with what they're calling a non-COVID illness. The Devils actually... We're starting to get something going. They had a three-game win streak snapped with a 5-3 loss to Boston on Tuesday. And I actually thought they played quite well in that game with a bunch of guys out of the lineup. But Mackenzie Blackwood has just looked really bad this season. And I thought he looked pretty bad again Tuesday against Boston. So I don't know if he can correct that in time for this game against the Jackets, but but he just hasn't looked great. Hamilton uh, is on the injured reserve with a broken jaw. He's going to be out for a while for the Devils. Pavel Zaka and Igor Sharangovich are on the COVID list, and Nico Heischer is day-to-day questionable to play in this game as well. I, I do like the Devils here. I mean, now that it's at minus 130 and possibly even growing as Thursday goes along, don't love it as much as when it opened around minus 110, minus 115, but I still think they should win this game. I thought they looked good uh, on Tuesday against Boston. Could have won that game if they maybe got some better goaltending. But I, I still just worry about all these players that are out of the lineup 
for, for New Jersey injury report isn't great for Columbus either. So if you want to pass on this game, I, I, I wouldn't fight you for it whatsoever, but I, I do like the devils. I lean towards the devils in this game, but not, not going to be a big play for me, probably just a smaller play on the devil's money line here. We got a great game uh, in the, in the next one here, the Boston Bruins minus 160 favorites on home ice, the Minnesota wild come into town on a, on a pretty bad losing streak plus 140 road dogs over under is set at six for this game. The wild, like I said, bad, losing streak five games in a row giving up a ton of goals right now coming off a 6-4 loss in the winter classic to the st louis blues talbot is out they're starting goaltender along with jared spurgeon jewel erickson eck jordan greenway nick bugstad so they have a bunch of players missing right now Boston, on the other hand, is starting to get it going. They, they've won three games in a row coming out of the break, scoring 14 goals total, and they've broken up the perfection line. That top line, it seems to be working, spreading the talent around. Pasternak's down on the second line with Taylor Hall now, and Marshawn and Bergeron are still doing their thing up on the top line. I didn't think they were overly impressive on Tuesday against New Jersey in that 5-3 win, but they did do enough uh, to win. And they've only, they're have they pretty much fully healthy right now. It's just Jake DeBrus and Thomas Noshik that are on the COVID list right now. So they have all their big guns ready to go. All that being said, the positivity towards Boston, I, I like Minnesota at this price. I still believe in the wild and they're missing some key pieces. There's no doubt about it, but plus 140, I think it's a pretty good price uh, for Minnesota. And I just haven't been overly convinced by Boston all season long. So I'm going to take a bite at, at the underdog here. I just think that that's a good price for a Minnesota wild team. I think we'll be motivated. They just lost the winter classic. They've lost five games in a row. They've had a few days off in, in between. I think they're going to want to write the ship here. So plus 140 for Minnesota to go into Beantown and win this game. Next up, we've got a great matchup. The Calgary Flames plus 125 dogs on the road in, in Tampa to take on the Lightning who are minus one. 145 favorites on home ice. The over-under is six here. Flames are coming off a ridiculously high event, 6-2 loss to the Panthers on Tuesday. They actually won their first two games before that. They are at full health as well, so no injuries, no COVID issues to report for Calgary. I believe the final shots in that game were like 49-45. to 45. It was just crazy, so I hope you hammered every player on the shot prop over in that game. Uh, Tampa broke a rare three-game losing streak with a 7-2 win in Columbus on Tuesday. Pretty healthy right now as well, minus Kucherov, who's been out for a while now, and Ross Colton, who landed on the COVID list and they've been dominant on home ice this year 11 three and three at home for Tampa Bay this season if I were to make a play on this game I, th I think it's got to be the under and it's only if Vasilevsky is playing which I assume he will be the goaltender here I, I feel like this is kind of a high total maybe because of what Calgary's coming off of against Florida but Tampa plays a bit of a different style than the Florida Panthers do I think they're willing to play kind of that grinded out style and I don't know if Daryl Sutter was too happy with how high event that game was in the last game. So maybe Calgary tries to lock things down a little bit here. And if it's Markstrom and Vasilevsky, I think an under six would make a lot of sense here in this game. We've got the Battle of Pennsylvania coming up next year. The Pittsburgh Penguins minus 185 favorites on the road. The disrespect to the, the Flyers plus 150 on home ice. Home dogs in the Battle of Pennsylvania. Over-under is set at six for this game. The Pens will be playing the second half of a back-to-back -back here. They take on the Blues at home on Wednesday. They do take an eight-game win streak into that game against the Blues as well. So they could actually be looking for 10 straight wins here if they take care of St. Louis on Wednesday. Casey DeSmith will get the call on Wednesday 
Sunday against the Blues. So I would expect Tristan Jari to get this one against the Flyers. The Flyers, on the other hand, have lost three in a row, all in California, uh, culminating in a 4-1 loss to the Ducks on Tuesday. Travel back to the East Coast with only one day off, and they're just missing a bunch of guys. Sean Couturier, Ryan Ellis, Derek Broussard are all hurt. Claude Giroux, Ivan Provorov, Travis Konechny, Travis Sanheim, all on the COVID list as well. So this is a really thin Flyers roster right now. I would normally look to grab that dog price, but I, I just don't like the looks of their lineup. I, I think the only play here would be on the over six. These teams maybe get a little bit loose, especially if the Flyers are icing something close to an American Hockey League level roster. Another great matchup here, and we finally get to see the Dallas Stars again. Welcome back to the National Hockey League. They are plus 100, even money dogs on home ice to take on the Panthers, who are minus 120 favorites on the road. The over-under is six here. Uh, the Panthers are on a four-game win streak. All those games coming on home ice where they've just been ridiculous this year, 18-3 and three on home ice, 24 goals in those four games as well for the Panthers. They have not been as good on the road, though. 4-4-4, four, four, and four, very pedestrian on the road for the Panthers. Sam Reinhart is on the COVID list, and Sam Bennett is still suspended after a bad hit a few games back. Uh, Stars, on the other hand, like I said, haven't played since December 20th, but they still have a two-game win streak from before the break. Fully healthy and totally clear of COVID issues now. So I would expect a, a basically a full stars lineup for this game. And they've been really good on home ice. They talk about Florida's struggles on the road. The stars at home, this is where they've made their money this season, 11-3-1 and one on home ice for the Dallas Stars. I kind of like Dallas here at this price. I think a lot of people are loving Florida right now and for good reason. I mean, they, they're so fun to watch. They look good, but they've been a little leaky defensively. They'll certainly give you some chances. I worry about a rust factor here for Dallas, but giving me even money on home ice where they've been so good. I, I do like the stars in this one. And I would also give a lean to the under six. I think that's pretty fair for what should be a lower scoring game uh, than what we're used to with the Panthers who like to kind of play loosey goosey on home ice. I think they, they try to tighten it up a bit more here on the road. Next up, this isn't uh, as riveting of a matchup here. We've got the Chicago Blackhawks minus 155 favorites on the road in Arizona to take on the Yotes, who are plus 135 dogs at home. The over-under is five and a half for this game. Chicago, they've lost five in a row, including a 4-3 loss to the Avs on Tuesday. Kale McCarr just, just killed Kirby Dock in overtime. I'm, I'm still not sure if his ankles how we'll recover in time for this game. So maybe we should actually call him day to day, basically at full health though. And I would expect Marc-Andre Fleury to get the call in this one. Uh, the Yotes have lost both games out of their break, including a 3-1 loss to the Jets on Tuesday. They have actually found their offense a little bit over the last month or so. So that's promising for maybe backing the Yotes the rest of the year. I mean, this team is going nowhere. Um, and that's what they wanted going into the year as they try to get up the top draft pick. But I still think they could be a bettable team. Uh, and at plus 135 on home ice against the Blackhawks team, who I don't think is very good either. I, I could take a stab at that. Maybe even a look at the over five and a half if these teams get loose a little bit. So it's Yotes or pass for me on this one. Um, another great game here, the Colorado Avalanche minus 210 favorites on home ice against the Winnipeg Jets plus 175 dogs on the road. The over-under is way up at six and a half for this game. It opened at six, but I'm sure a lot of money poured in. Anytime the Avs are playing, I think people just want to bet the overs and the Jets have won three games in a row. So they're actually coming in playing pretty good. 3-1 win in Arizona on Tuesday. This will obviously be a much stiffer test for them. They are at full health, minus Blake Wheeler, who is out long-term. The Avs have won both games since the return, but they really haven't been totally convincing. They won a close game against Anaheim on Sunday, a depleted Ducks team too. 
and they needed OT to beat Chicago on Tuesday. And I thought they kind of got dominated through the second period and early into the third there. Colorado has been unbelievable at home this year, though, 11-2-1 on home ice. So I don't want to step in front of Colorado. I like Winnipeg a lot more than I think the market does. So plus 175 is enticing, but it would be the over or pass for me. I, I just don't want to spend my night having to sweat a game against the Colorado Avalanche, but that is a pretty fair price on the Jets if you don't mind paying it and you, and you have the courage to bet against the Colorado Avalanche on home ice. Next up, we've got the Detroit Red Wings plus 120 dogs on the road in Anaheim to take on the Ducks, who are minus 140 favorites on home ice. The over-under is set at five and a half for this game. The Wings are one and two out of the break, but they did get back on track with a 6-2 win over the Sharks on Tuesday. They now start their three-game California road trip. The Ducks, on the other hand, broke a four-game losing streak with a 4-1 win over the Flyers on Tuesday, but they're still missing a bunch of bodies. Trevor Zegris, Ryan Getzlaff, Adam Henrique, Derek Grant, and more. Uh, 11-4-4, though, on home ice. So they've been pretty good in Anaheim. Don't have a ton of interest in backing the Ducks with all those players out of the lineup at minus 140. I think the line is pretty fair here for both sides. I would lean towards the Detroit Red Wings, though, getting some plus money with a much healthier lineup than what the Ducks are going to be icing. I don't mind paying the plus 120 for the Wings. So I'm going to see where that line goes on Thursday, maybe see if I can find an even better line with Detroit by the time that game starts. Another great matchup here, the Vegas Golden Knights, minus 155 favorites on home ice with the Rangers coming into town, who are plus 135 dogs. The over-under is six here. The Rangers head out west on a three-game win streak. They've only allowed one goal in their last two games. They beat Edmonton 4-1 on Monday. Vegas, on the other hand, they've dropped two in a row, both of them on home ice, a 3-2 loss to Nashville on Tuesday. Pacioretty and Stone still both on the injured reserve, and Robin Leonard and Laurent Brassois are both day-to-day, so they're one and two goaltenders for Vegas. I'm going to go with the Rangers here, plus 135. I think that's a big price for the way that the Rangers are rolling. And I, I think they're going to have the better goaltender in this matchup. I don't know if Leonard or Brassois will be healthy enough to start in this game. So they might have to go back to Logan Thompson again for the Vegas Gold Knights. And I, I'd much rather take Igor Shosturkin or even Georgiev if it happens to be Georgiev. So plus 135 for the Rangers. They'll certainly have my money on Thursday night. Last game on the card, the Nashville Predators. They just keep rolling. Minus 130 favorites on the road in LA to take on the Kings who are plus 110 underdogs. Over-under is five and a half here. The Preds have won two in a row, including a 3-2 win in Vegas on Tuesday. With Yossi back the last couple games, they are at full health looking at much deeper than I thought they were going into the season. The Kings have also won two in a row. Uh, they haven't played since Saturday where they won 6-3 against the Flyers there. They're still missing Dustin Brown, Oli Mata, and Alex Ayafalo due to COVID. I, I like the Preds in this game. Now that it's up at minus 130, it opened at minus 115, around minus 110, minus 115 in that range. I don't like them as much at minus 130, but I think they probably win this game. They, they just continue to roll. So I don't love the price, but I do like the Preds in this game. Quick look at DraftKings for Thursday. I mean, a lot to pick from with 11 games on the card, but some prices certainly stand out to me here. In the Pittsburgh-Philly game, which I think should be high event with a lot of goals, probably more so towards the, the Pittsburgh side of things with the injury report for Philly right now. Jake Gensel at 7,300 seems like a pretty solid price. And we now live in a world where Evan Rodriguez is priced over $6,000. He's $6,300. And we also live in a world where I'm kind of willing to pay the price on Evan Rodriguez. I mean, he shoots the puck a ton. Uh, he's been pr pretty solid for DraftKings over the last few weeks. So I like Rodriguez. I like Gensel. Um, a couple defensemen in the Sharks-Sabres game. Brent Burns at 6,100. 
forward, especially if Eric Carlson is out of the lineup. And Rasmus Dahlin continues to be underpriced, in my opinion, at $4,500 for the Buffalo Sabres. Columbus and New Jersey, we should get some goals in that game as well. Jack Hughes at 5,800, I think is a really fair price. If you want to go to the jacket side of things, Oliver Bjorkstrand at 5,000 and Patrick Liney at 5,800. I think both those guys have a pretty good chance to score. Um, and at sub $6,000, I think that's not a bad bet against the Devils. Clayton Keller, I got to mention this guy, $4,800. He's just been a beast lately and they're playing the Blackhawks. So I, I don't mind Clayton Keller there. Phil Kessel, even not a bad option. If you want to go with another Yote at 4,100. Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi against the Ducks, I think pretty solid, both sub $6,000. I think fair pricing for two guys that, that play top line minutes and Troy Terry, no respect coming off the hat trick, $4,700 for the Anaheim Ducks. They don't have a lot of other healthy bodies. So Troy Terry is probably going to get a ton of minutes and a ton of run in that game. That'll be it for me today. Remember to like, and subscribe. Good luck with your bets and your lineups. And I'll catch you all next week.